Welcome to Barclays Money Plan Podcast, where our experts share their knowledge and insights to help you manage your money and become a better and more confident investor. In this Money Plan episode, Claire Francis gives you the lowdown on everything you need to know about these tax-efficient accounts and how you can use them to get your money working as hard as possible. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Money Plan, our regular personal finance podcast. I'm Jenny Sutter and I work in the investments team here at Barclays. And in this episode of Money Plan, I'm joined by Claire Francis, Director of Savings and Investments, where we're going to be talking about the all-important individual savings account, or ISA. You've probably heard of an ISA, but may not be entirely sure what one is and how you can use ISAs to get your money working even harder. So let's get the lowdown and share everything you might need to know about these tax-efficient accounts. Before we begin our conversation, I just need to remind you that tax rules can change and their effects will depend on your individual circumstances. Also, when it comes to investing, stock markets can fall as well as rise, so there's always a chance that you could lose your money. We don't offer personal advice, so if you're unsure about next steps, please seek independent financial advice. So Claire, if we can start with what the ISA actually is, can you help the listeners understand a bit more about ISAs? Yes, so as you mentioned um, at the beginning, Jenny, ISA stands for Individual Savings Account, and it's effectively a wrapper. So any money you have within an ISA, the returns you make on that money are free from tax. Whereas if you save or invest outside of an ISA, you might have tax to pay. So with a cash savings account, for example, you might have to pay income tax on the interest that you receive. With investments, if you invest outside of an ISA, um, you might have to pay capital gains tax when on the profits that you make when you sell your investments. Or if you receive dividends on any of your investments, you might have to pay dividend tax. But if you save or invest within an ISA, there's no tax to pay. So they're, they're really Sort of beneficial in terms of helping to give you a little bit of an extra boost really on the returns that you, you make on your money. Now we each have a an ISA allowance every tax year. So the tax year runs from the 6th of April one year until the 5th of April the following year. And each year we can put up to a certain amount within an ISA and the current ISA allowance is £20,000. So every year you can put up to £20,000 into an ISA. The returns you make on that money are free from tax. But if you don't use your full allowance, you do lose it. So, you know, you can't carry it on from one tax year to the next. So it's, it's well worth using as much as you can afford each tax year. That's great. And you mentioned there about being able to save or invest with an ISA. So can you just talk us through the different types of ISAs that are available? Yes, and there are quite a few. And I think this is where perhaps some of the confusion comes sometimes because um, it, it's seems to be quite complex, but it it isn't. There are two main types of ISAs. So the most common are cash ISAs and stocks and shares ISAs, which are also called investment ISAs. Now, if we start with the cash ISAs, so cash ISAs are like normal savings accounts, like normal cash savings accounts, and you get different types of, of cash ISAs. So some have variable rates of interest and others will pay a fixed rate of interest for a set amount of time. And the fixed rate ISAs tend to pay a higher rate of interest than the variable rate, but it also means that you can't access your money usually during the fixed term. So that's a sort of a cash ISA. Now, an investment ISA or stocks and shares ISA, as I mentioned previously, the ISA bit is is just the wrapper. So within your stocks and shares ISA, you can invest in 
in anything really you know there are thousands and thousands of investment options so you could buy shares or bonds and hold them within your stocks and shares isa or you could invest in investment funds and have them within your isa and you know remember the beauty of the isa is that any returns you make on those investments are free from tax and sheltered from tax so Cash ISAs and stocks and shares ISAs are the most popular. There are also lifetime ISAs, which were launched a few years ago by the government to help people save towards getting onto the property ladder or towards their retirement. So a money within the money within a lifetime ISA has to be used for one of those two purposes. Also, lifetime ISAs are only available to those aged 40 or under. So you can only open them up until the age of 40. Now, you get an extra benefit with a lifetime ISA because in addition to any returns you make on the money within the lifetime ISA being tax free, the government will also give you a bonus each year. So you'll receive 25% of the savings that you put into your ISA up to a maximum of £1,000 a year. Now, lifetime ISAs have a different limit, so you can only pay up to £4,000 into a lifetime ISA each year, but and that comes out of your full £20,000 allowance. So if you have a lifetime ISA and put £4,000 in it, you've then got £16,000 of your allowance left that you can put into another type of ISA, so a cash ISA or a stocks and shares ISA. Then there are also junior ISAs, and these are to help um, encourage parents and grandparents to, to save for their children's futures. So a junior ISA has its own allowance effectively. So it's a £9,000 a year can go into a junior ISA and that money can't be touched until the child reaches the age of 18. And then when they do reach the age of 18, the, the money within their ISA becomes theirs. So even if you as a parent have set it up and been paying into it, when your child, when your son or daughter reaches 18, it effectively, it, it legally becomes their money. Now they could take it out at that point and do with it what they want, or they could then move it into a, a normal stocks and shares or, or cash ISA. Um, so that's the junior ISA. And then the other one, which is probably it's the least common and probably least well known is what's called an innovative finance ISA. And the way that these work is if you put, invest in an, in an innovative finance ISA, hard to say, um, you're effectively investing in, in peer to peer lending. And what peer to peer lending is, is, is almost you, you do it by sort of a special online platforms where um, you lend directly to businesses and they sort of pay back the money plus interest to you. And that interest is free of tax. So they are the main types of ISAs, cash ISA, stocks and shares ISA, lifetime ISA, junior ISA and innovative finance ISA. That's great. Thank you, Claire. So there seems to be an ISA for everyone then. So thanks so much for explaining each one there. You mentioned, you know, that the beauty of these accounts are that all returns are, are sheltered from tax. Would you say there's any other benefits associated with these accounts? What makes them so important? It really is that tax benefit that you're getting and the fact that it it might feel a small benefit, you know, in isolation. Uh, you know, if you look at it over how much interest you might earn on the savings account over the course of a year. But over time, this can really add up and, and really sort of help grow your money and effectively boost your returns by more than you would if that money was held outside of an ISA, just either in a standard savings account or just invested in a sort of standard general investment account. And, you know, you buy shares or invest in funds outside of the ISA. So it's it's really beneficial. And I think, you know, if you are a taxpayer, then 
it is well worth taking advantage of your ISA allowance each year. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you can put up to £20,000 in an ISA, but you don't have to. And I think this is one of the barriers with ISAs and the things that people perhaps don't fully understand is, you know, it's up to £20,000. So if you can only afford to put £1,000 into an ISA, then that's fine. You know, that's £1,000 that's still, you know, any returns you make on that money is sheltered from tax and you won't pay tax on it. So as much as you can afford to take advantage of your ISA allowance and and over time, the amount that you are able to save or invest within ISAs can really, really mount up and make a huge difference. And certainly when it comes to the longer term and, you know, we suggest when, when it comes to saving and putting money away for the longer term, then investments is well worth considering because as well as the tax benefit of of having money within an ISA, investments tend to produce better returns than cash over longer term periods. So sort of by five years or more. So over that long term, you're benefiting from that investment growth compounding, which is where you're getting sort of almost your investment returns are reinvested. You're getting returns on your returns. And also you're benefiting from the fact that you won't pay tax on any of those gains that you're making. And I think uh, your dog might be agreeing in the background there, Claire, as well. Ices are well worth doing, says Elvis. <laughs> Welcome, Elvis. Um, right, so, uh, you know, going back to the types of ISAs available, I really wanted to spend some time homing in on the stocks and shares ISA or the investment ISA that you mentioned. You know, people who are considering taking that step into the world of investing, why is this an account that people should begin with if they're thinking about investing for the first time? Well, I think it's, as I just mentioned, Jenny, it's it's that sort of sheltering your returns from tax, but also investing when it comes to putting money away for the longer term. Investing really stands you in a better chance, gives you a better way of making your money work harder than if you just left it all in in cash savings. Now, cash savings are important. You know, they have a very important role to play because there is additional risk with investing because stock markets can fall as well as rise. So that's why we suggest that, you know, investing is there for the longer term, sort of five years or more. And then you want cash savings in place um, for anything that you might need your money for within the next five years. So unexpected expenses and things like holidays. And, um, you know, if you're saving up to get married or um, do some home improvements or something like that, that's what your cash savings is for. But then when it comes to anything beyond that, and certainly if you're thinking ahead to retirement and what you might need to live on off there, this is when investing can really, really help um, help that money work harder for you and, and um, grow by more than it would do if you just leave it all in cash. So the, there is, it's sort of, it is definitely worth considering. And again, as I mentioned before, you know, the benefits, the longer your money is invested, then almost the bigger the benefits seem to be because, you know, you've got every year that you use your ISA allowance, that's another up to £20,000 that you can um, you can put into an ISA. And on top of that, hopefully, you know, you'll get investment growth and you'll benefit from compounding over time. So, you know, you hear and we've done we've written articles and, and done podcasts about this before about ISA millionaires. You know, there are people who have been using as much as they can of their ISA allowance every year and now have, you know, an investment ISA worth more than a million pounds, which is incredible. Um, And I think really goes to sort of show the benefit of getting into the habit of putting money away, making use of your annual ISA allowance and get that money invested and working for you and your future. 
Yes, and I think compounding is such an important um, part of anyone's um, investment journey. And it's something that we'll definitely come on to in a future episode of Money Plan and, and try and expand that and explain that to our listeners in a little more detail. But just going back to ISAs um, then and, and to kind of recap, for anyone who's considering choosing this type of account, what would you say are your final top tips or top need to knows? As we've mentioned, the ISA allowance, the annual allowance is £20,000 currently, and you don't need to use that full allowance. So it's up to £20,000 that you can you can put into an ISA. Now, you can also split that by in, and put your money into more than one type of ISA. So, for example, you could open a, a cash ISA and a stocks and shares ISA in the same tax year and pay money into both. What you can't do is pay money into two of the same types of ISAs in the same tax year. So, for example, if um, if you've got a stocks and shares ISA that you um, invested in last year and in, in the last tax year and you're investing monthly into it. So there's money going into that every month. That means you've already used some of this year's ISA allowance in that stocks and shares ISA, which means you wouldn't be able to open another stocks and shares ISA in the current tax year. That doesn't matter, though, because within stocks and shares ISAs, you can change what you invest your money into. So you can hold multiple investment funds or different shares within the ISA. So the key is not opening more than one of the same type of ISA in the same tax year. We have seen the rules change to make ISAs more flexible because they used to be very strict in terms of taking money out of um, an ISA, which, again, would put people off from, from using them and, and making use of the, the, the tax allowance that you're getting. So you can now take money out of an ISA and put it back in within the same tax year without it um, affecting your annual allowance. So say if you say if you put in £2,000 of your, your £20,000 allowance, that means you've got £18,000 left um, to use. If you took £1,000 out because you needed it for something, you could put it back in and you'd still have 18000 of this year's allowance left. It wouldn't go down to sort of 17000 So there is that flexibility there. Also, you can transfer an ISA without losing your tax-free status on it. So, for example, a lot of people perhaps will start with cash ISAs and they'll have some money in the cash ISA and then they'll decide they're ready to start investing. Um, now, you can move your money from that cash ISA into a stocks and shares ISA without having to sort of take it out. Because if you take your money out of an ISA, you're affecting the sort of tax-free protection that you've got on it. So there are ways to transfer it. And the only thing to, to bear in mind there is to, you know, if you're looking to do that, when you open your new ISA, your stocks and shares ISA, make sure you do the transfer and the ISA provider will arrange all that for you. They'll move that money over for you. Similarly, if you want to change stocks and shares ISA provider and move your investments from one um, platform to another, you can do that through a transfer um, without having to withdraw it. So I think the key is definitely consider using your ISA allowance if you can each tax year. And remember, you know, once your money, unless it's sort of in a, a fixed rate cash ISA, for example, you can access your money and you can take it out. And with investments, for example, a lot of people think that once they're invested, their money's stuck and, you know, locked away. But it isn't. If you need to access it, you can sell your investments and take it out. The only risk being that if it's not been invested for very long, um, you might find it's worth less than than you put in if the stock markets have gone in the in the wrong direction. So I think you know ISAs have got lots of benefits. 
as we've discussed, there are different types of ISAs. So whether you're looking to sort of keep your money in cash or get it invested, you can still benefit from that that tax efficient wrapper. Fantastic. Yeah, you're right. I mean, th th there's just so much information around ISAs. So I really hope that our listeners now have a much clearer understanding about the benefits of these accounts because they really are beneficial in terms of giving users that extra boost that they need in order to help grow their income over the long term. I really enjoyed that conversation so thank you so much um, for joining and, and I hope our listeners do too so if you do like this episode please do subscribe to our podcast um, you'll be the first to hear of any future episodes and, and thank you for listening and thank you for joining, Claire. Um, thank you. We'll look forward to welcoming you all back again soon. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation. All tax rules can change in future and their effects depend on your individual circumstances, which can also change. We don't offer personal tax advice. You should obtain this independently if you are unsure. Investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.